grace and mercy and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The text for today is from Luke chapter 2. And when the time came for their purification according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. This is the text. Please be seated. Dear friends in Christ, where is God present? If you were here on Christmas Eve, you have heard me answer the question, where is God's present? God's present is not under the tree on Christmas Day, as so many people think, but on the tree of the cross on Good Friday, where the Lord spent his blood for us to pay for all of our sins and open the gates of heaven to us. But what I ask you now is, where is God present? That is, where is God? Where does he dwell I've been in situations in my own life where I have asked the question, where are you, God? I could use a little help right now. I think we have all echoed the words of the psalmist at some time in our lives saying, why, O Lord, do you stand afar off? Why do you hide yourself in times of trouble? Or like the prophet Habakkuk, do we cry, O Lord, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear? As troubled times in my own life have come, I have chastised the Lord for his seeming lack of concern for my well-being. Where does such a promise that he is going to be there come from? Where does he promise to console me at every turn or comfort me in every trial? Does God promise us his presence regardless of circumstance or situation? God's people in the Old Testament were quite acquainted with the question, where does the Lord dwell? God was with Adam and Eve in the garden, but they were justly barred from his presence when they sinned. God is present in the burning bush when he confronts Moses and speaks to him. God promises not to be present in the homes of the Israelites when he passes over them, when they are slaves in Egypt and spares their firstborn sons. God is present in the pillar of cloud by day and fire by night when he leads the Israelites out of Egypt. God's glory was visibly present and came to dwell over the ark and the tabernacle to guide Israel in all of her travels. When the temple was built in Jerusalem and the priests processed the ark of the covenant into the temple, God took up residence there. And right before the temple was destroyed in Jerusalem, we learn in Ezekiel that the glory of God left that temple. Ezekiel saw it leave, but God promised that his presence would once again fill that temple with even a greater glory than that which had been present for the people of the Old Testament. God says to his prophet Haggai about the temple, The latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former glory, says the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, declares the Lord. How could God's presence be greater in the temple than when he was present in cloud and fire and glory and fury? The prophet Malachi foretells that this shall happen, saying, Behold, I will send my messenger, and he will prepare a way before me. And the Lord whom you seek will suddenly come into his temple And the messenger of the covenant in whom you delight, behold, he is coming, said the Lord of hosts. In the gospel lesson for today, we see the fulfillment of that prophecy when the Lord of hosts 
fills the temple of God by being present in the flesh in his son, Jesus Christ. Luke records, and when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, they brought Jesus up to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Here the king of all creation is brought into his house for the first time, not with cloud or with fire, not with booming voice or mighty wind, but by humble parents who want to do all that is necessary to meet the requirements of the Lord for their son. These impoverished people, Mary and Joseph, cannot afford a lamb. And so they sacrifice two birds according to the law of God. It is here, as God is now in his temple, in the flesh, we see a greater presence of God. God hidden in the skin. And here we meet two of God's saints, Simeon and Anna. Simeon was waiting there for the consolation of Israel. It had been revealed to him that he would not die before he had seen the very consolation of Israel. And seeing God in the temple, Simeon takes God in his arms, in his arms, and blesses Mary and Joseph. God is present in his temple, and Simeon holds the Christ himself and says, Now I can die, because I have seen the salvation of God. How weak is my faith, for when I am in trouble or trial, Do I wait on the Lord? No, I don't wait to see the salvation of God. I want to be delivered instantly in my trial or my pain in this life so that I can just get on with it. I want an easy out. I want a quick fix. I want a change in circumstance or a salubrious solution. I am not like Anna in today's gospel lesson, daughter of Phanuel, who after seven years of marriage lost her husband and was content to wait for the presence of God. I am not like Simeon, who seeing God in the flesh is ready to die. It is why for me, and sinners like me, God has made himself present in the temple, this temple, in the flesh, Sunday after Sunday. That great chasm between God and man was removed when Jesus from the cross cried, It is finished. And the temple curtain separating the Holy of Holies from the people of God was torn in two. Now you and I can approach the altar of God and hold the very body and blood of Jesus in our hands and take him into ourselves for the full forgiveness of sins unto life everlasting. Where is God? Where is he present? He is here every Sunday in his word and in, with, and under the bread and wine for you to forgive you all of your sins and strengthen your faith unto life everlasting. Like Simeon, you can hold the Lord of life in your hands, and in this divine service, you can eat and drink his body and blood to forgive all of your sins and strengthen your faith unto life everlasting. Dear friends in Christ, I have wondered. I have wondered where is God when I need him. But I am assured in God's word that God has made you and I living stones part of his temple by placing us in him in the waters of baptism and placing his Holy Spirit in us in those same waters. God is present where his temple is 
And as Paul says, do you not know that you are God's temple and the Spirit of God dwells in you? God's Spirit was given to you in the waters of your baptism for the full forgiveness of your sins and the promise of life everlasting. In your baptismal waters, the Lord promises to be with you always, even to the very end of the age. Where is God? He is with you unto life everlasting. Thanks be to God. Amen. And now let us pray. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds in and through Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen. Hi, Pastor Sai here. I hope this message was encouraging for you. At Riverbend Lutheran Church, our goal is to support Christians in their daily walk with God and in proclaiming the love of Christ to a lost and broken world. We're a small and inviting congregation welcoming any and all who are sinful, hurting, seeking, or simply broken. Whether you're already a Christian and are looking for a church home or you're undecided about your faith and looking for answers, you are welcome here. We have a number of programs for all ages and walks of life. Sunday mornings we have worship followed by educational programs for all ages. Please join us. For more information, you can visit us online at www.riverbendlutheran.com Call us at 780-430-7382 or email me at pastor at riverbendlutheran.com. Better yet, stop in for a visit. Until then, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord look upon you with his favor and grant you his peace.